coming to you from my home and I want to uh, say to you happy Father's Day to all the dads and I want to bring you some news that we are planning to uh, return to the sanctuary next Sunday we're going to practice social distancing those who wish to come bring your mask bring We'll provide uh, hand sanitizer. We're going to sanitize the sanctuary and all the facility before and after the service and take every precaution to do the best we can to protect our congregation. So if you feel comfortable in coming back, we'll practice social distancing and uh, we certainly want you to feel comfortable coming back to Valley Hill road at the faith united methodist church in riverdale at the corner of battle creek and valley hill road and talking about father's day it's a special day we appreciate our dads sometimes we look like uh, we think of god as a father and as a parent uh, some say god in no uh, pronouns that would be gender uh, specific. That's up to you. Sometimes I, I do that. And sometimes I think of God as uh, father, parent. Uh, I've got a dear friend of mine who refers to God as as, as she. <laughs> and it's okay. Because God is God. And so on this Father's Day, I want us to think of how good God is to us and how blessed we are to have uh, families. Someone was trying, a Sunday school teacher was uh, uh, having her kids in her class to draw a picture of their perception of God. And some drew a rainbow and others drew an old man up in the clouds and 
one of the kids drew drew a picture of uh look like Superman with a cape or whatever superhero and and uh Sunday school teacher asked her why did what did you draw a superhero I asked you to draw a picture of God well she said I I thought about my dad and I thought I'd just draw a picture of him I thought that was kind of sweet that she perceived her her parent as uh superhero we all have different perceptions of god and sometimes some have not enjoyed uh, good parents and others have had wonderful parents and others struggle to be good parents so i encourage all who are in that category uh, i've never been a dad but I've been a parent who seemed like a lot of kids as an educator and, and uh, uh, nephews and nieces and uh, great nephews and nieces. So I don't really know that whole feeling. A friend of mine said, thank God you didn't have any kids. Said We don't need another one in the world. So, <laughs> so that might be some truth there. But. I'm thankful for my dad. I didn't always have the best relationship with him, but I loved him. And, uh, you know, I, I remember him. He died young at 54 years old with colon cancer. I thought he was an old man then. I was a senior in college. And when I got to that age, I realized how young he really was. So we salute you all. We salute you dads. This is your day. I heard a little story by King Duncan that that he told that uh, about a mom who had told the kids that had brought a puppy home sometime before and that Danny had to go. And they said, why? I have to feed him. You promised you would feed him. I have to keep him clean. I have to train him. I have to take him out to walk. I have to uh, clean up after him. And it's just a constant thing. So Danny's got to go. And they said, well, what if if he eats less? Or what if we help him try to get do better and and you know, we do more? Mom said, I've made up my mind. Danny is out the door. We've got to get rid of Danny. And the kids all of a sudden realized, oh, you said Danny. We thought you said Daddy. <laughs> and they began to cry. We got to keep our puppy. You know, it's kind of funny in one sense of, of how uh, some things are more important than others. And poor dads, you take a lot, don't you? But we appreciate you. I want to read to you from the Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. May Christ be in our thinking and our speaking and in our hearts. Hear these words. A disciple is not above the teacher nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, 
For nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you, in the dark, tell in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who killed the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body, soul, in hell. Are not two sparrows for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall from the ground apart from your father's eyes. And even the hairs of your head are numbered. So do not be afraid. You are more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge them before the Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. The Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Sparrows. They say there are more sparrows in the world than any other bird that were used in the temple as for the poor, get a couple of sparrows for a penny and bring them in for an offering. I'm told that there are more sparrows around the world. They're in just about every continent. You can find them in Australia. You can find them in Britain. You can find them in India. You can find you know, all of them. sparrows. Kind of like people in it. We're everywhere on this globe. We are a pretty big species. And God's eye is on the sparrow. God sees the sparrow. God knows when the sparrow falls from the nest. We live in a world that's full of anxiety and unrest and uncertainty with a pandemic, uncertainty and unrest socially with, uh, with racial tensions and trying to work out through uh, our society to make it a better society. And we feel uncomfortable at times and we struggle and and we think, well, does God see us? Does God hear me? Does God know what's going on? I would submit to you today that God knows all of us and each of us, and he knows that we're sparrows. Often we refer to as sheep because sheep are often kind of confused unless they're guided. But if God sees the sparrow, the small bird, the insignificant, God sees all of us. We may feel like our problems are bigger than anyone else's. We may feel like the world's problems are too big to solve. We may feel like it's just impossible to get everybody on the same page and and to correct all the social ills, and we talk about justice, and we talk about 
uh, harmony and we talk about our religion differences and our political differences and all of these things, uh, things that are going on in the world and our climate and, and, and will the world be here, uh, you know, another 20 years or what's going to happen? Well, I believe that God loves us. But that's a twofold thing, and it may be more fold than that, but I'm going to deal with two things. God's eyes on the sparrow, and in times like these, and for such a time like this, we need to realize that God sees us, and God loves us, each and every one exactly the same, because we're all of the same household. We're all of the human race. We're all God's creation. And through many different faiths and maybe none at all or whatever, we we come to terms with that. But I'm speaking in terms of from a Christian perspective that that God, we're the most beautiful thing that he created. And yet we're the most uh, uh, difficult of creatures. And I suppose that might be because we have free will. We think and we can work through uh, things in our mind and we can justify things in our mind that may be wrong. And we can, you know, we, we can bear hatred to each other. We can we can forgive each other. We can love each other. We can hate each other. We can, you know, be jealous of each other. All of those things we humans can do. So. Why is it so hard for us to know that God loves us? Because it's that other element that we forget. God's eyes on the sparrow because he knows when the sparrow falls and how plentiful there are sparrows in the world, but sees everyone and tells us that because God wants us to trust God. Trust our creator, our father, if you will, our parent, if you will, that one that wants to just take us and pull like a hen with their brood and show great, lavish love on us and would like for us to be on the same page in that concept of loving God and knowing that we're loved by God and trusting God. I used to hear, when I think of this passage, I always think of that song, His Eyes on the Sparrow. And I remember Ethel Waters singing it on, at the Billy Graham Crusades. And uh, it used to just thrill my soul because she sang it with such uh, passion. And I've heard many people sing it through the years. I've even uh, done it in, in church, sung it. And, and it's a great song. And. The point is, God's eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. And because I know God watches me and his eyes on me, I can sing from my heart because I'm happy, because I'm free. Because God's eye on me. There used to be the, the song 
God is watching us. God is watching us from a distance. God sees us. I remember I, I, I loved that song when it came out years ago. And then one of my pastors said, well, I don't really like the theology with it because it kind of puts God way off and just, just watching us. I said, well, I thought about that for a while and I came back and said, what if we changed those words and thought God abides with us? God abides with us in God's spirit. And so that's pretty good theology. <laughs> Well, God does abide with us. God is watching us. God knows the problems that we see. God knows how we have messed things up. And because of that, he sends his son into the world. That in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was made flesh, and came and dwelt among us. And as many as receive him become the children of God. Emmanuel, love that word. I went to college by that name. God with us. We go through our struggles every day. We step outside. We don't know how things are going to be. We turn on the news and my Lord, I can hardly even listen to it anymore. Sometimes it's just like one thing after another. And I say, God, what's wrong with us? But God is with us. God's going to do what God's got to do if we let God do what God wants to do. In our hearts, in our lives, in our relationships, in our finances, in our health, in all the issues that we can think of, God's eyes on it. Tonight, when I earlier I was sitting outside and sitting in my mom on my mom's lighter, and there's a rocking chair with a wind chime. My mom loved wind chimes, and and often that rocking chair. I used to, <laughs> I think I figured it out. I used to think it was kind of a uh, a haunted wind chime, but I think I figured it out now because I looked up and I saw something up there and uh, there was a little bird up there, a little sparrow. And I took a stick and poked it. And I thought it was flying off and I thought, well, maybe that's what caused it to shake by itself when, when I come out and the bird had taken off. And I think that may have been what had happened. I think I solved that mystery, but something interesting about this little sparrow. Sparrow was dead. And it spoke to me because I always love rocking chairs. I loved them. When I was a kid, I used to sit out on my grandparents' uh, porch and we'd all tell stories and we'd listen to the older people talk and Shell Bean, hey, can y'all relate to that? Shell and Bean sitting on a rock, on the porch in a rocking chair and folks telling family stories and this, that, and the other thing. And we kids had to listen, you know, we'd be seeing that heard. And, but it was a great memories. But I also love rocking chairs because they, they let me, when I, I used to get mad sometimes, I get in trouble 
maybe at my grandmama's house or at home and I get in the rocking chair or I'm troubled and I'll go out and rock out my anger, rock out my hurt uh, through my thoughts and all of that sort of thing in a rocking chair. And I thought about that tonight when I was looking up there, that God is with us all through our lives and all the times we have to spend in a rocking chair working through our issues, even to the end. His eyes on the sparrow, the little sparrow in the rocking chair. Folks, I believe that we serve a great, big, powerful, wonderful God. And it's twofold. God loves us and God wants us to trust God. I told a young man the other night that was talking to me and was troubled. And I said, God loves you no matter what. His eyes filled with tears and was overcome with emotion. And I said, and all you need to do is trust God through all of these times. And it may not be easy in your personal life and all that's going on with you and the struggles that you're facing. But let me tell you what, when we realize and if we can truly believe and say we have we have a God that loves us, we must trust God. Someone said that the other day and I just thought, wow, we leave that trust factor out. We trust and obey. When we walk with the Lord, we learn to trust and obey. To have peace in our souls and for it to be well in our soul, we must trust God in all things. When sorrows like sea billows roll, no matter what my lot may be, no matter what might happen, no matter how the world is, and though the world crumble around me and the, and the mountains fall into the sea, we will trust God yet because God said, I'm with you always. Jesus said, I'm with you always, even until the end. And you say, Sid, that sounds good, but it's hard for me to do. Well, guess what? Trust, faith. It's not always easy. And sometimes you have to keep on rocking and keep on walking and keep on believing. Because sometimes faith is the evidence of things that are hoped for. It may not be seen at that time. We can't see God, but we can feel the wind. We can't see the wind, but we see its effect. I'm just foolish enough to believe that God loves us enough that it's bigger than any of our issues as a society, as a world, as a country, as an individual, as a church, as a denomination, my own denomination, the United Methodist Church. God's bigger than our issues, folks than the issues of this country. God's bigger than our struggles and all of the things that hurt us and our differences. God is bigger than all of that. His eye is on the sparrow 
and I know he watches me. And because I know that, I can sing. I'm happy and I'm free. Freedom that we seek is not going to be found through government and through laws and through uh, rituals, even and through uh, even through whatever. The true freedom that we have is in our souls when we know that we're part of God's family, and that makes all of us part of each other. We're one great big family. There is no north and south, east or west, but one great big family of God. We got to get to that knowledge, that belief. Yeah, we got minds, we got different opinions and all that. But through the rocking chairs of our life, from the beginning to the end, God's eyes on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. Amen. And watches you. Join with me in the historic confession of our Christian faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. The third day rose from the dead and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty from thence it shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, and is now, and always, world without end. Gracious God, who sees the sparrow, in whom we put our trust, in whom we seek to obey, in whom gives us peace like a river, and gives us the peace that overcomes the world and tells us that it is well in our soul and we sing because of that, that we're free because he who the sun sets free is free indeed. God, free our spirits, free our minds, free our things that hold us and let us become one in you. Bless those on our prayer list. Bless our church over on Valley Hill Road. Bless the church universal. The We call it the Holy Catholic Church, the universal church. Bless our denomination. Bless all of these churches that are struggling. And But we're out of the walls, but we're still here. God's still here. God's eyes still on all of us and abides with us. Thank you, Lord, that you do that. That you're still with us. And you love us so much that you gave yourself for us that we can 
cry, Abba, Father. That we can say that we're part of your family and part of each other. One God, one head, but one body with many members. We are one. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, our sins, our debtors. As we forgive those who trespass against us, who sin against us, who are in our debt. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us of the evil of the world. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever. Amen. Thank you all for so much. And we're going to continue these messages. When we go back to the building, we're going to continue them on YouTube and Facebook and maybe improve, maybe even do some uh, video instead of just audio. As we put the address up on the screen for your gifts, we certainly need the gifts to keep the church building and to meet the needs and the the expenses of the church, send them to our treasury. I know that times are tough, but God is good. And we ask God to bless you for your faithfulness. It is well with our soul. We do trust and obey. It is about faith. <laughs> got a great big God. And may that God be with you as we sing today and we listen to the music and may you be inspired as Gail Ayers sings and and, and and may or plays rather our confidence may we sing uh, as we see the words on the screen and may we rejoice and feel that comfort and as today as we depart may the God who watches us the God who abides with us the God whose eyes on the sparrow keep you and bless you and comfort you both now and evermore in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen